A meeting in Belgrade looms to discuss a possible peacekeeping mission in eastern Ukraine. Is it a turning point in the war in the Donbass or another false start? Hello from our broadcast headquarters in Prague, and welcome to the Power Vertical Briefing, a weekly look ahead at stories we expect to make news this week. My name is Brian Whitmore, host of the Power Vertical Podcast here at RFRL, and joining me in the studio is RFRL's news editor, Steve Gutterman. Welcome, Steve. Hey, Brian. So, U.S. Special Envoy Kurt Volker is due to meet with Kremlin aide Vladislav Surkov in Belgrade today amid reports that Washington plans to propose a 20,000-strong peacekeeping contingent to the Donbass. Speaking at a press conference at the APEC summit in Vietnam last week, Vladimir Putin said he knew nothing of the proposal. What will you be watching for in, in Belgrade today, Steve? Because I, I see this as a real um, almost litmus test about as to where the, the efforts to resolve this conflict are. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's sort of uh, if the, if this report's accurate, and and even if it's it's not quite accurate um, about the twenty thousand uh, yeah, in the Wall Street Journal. Report, yeah. um, you know, I think it's 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 sort of testing testing Russia's metal or or, or calling its bluff. Because um, if you look at the background, I mean, Putin sort of somewhat out of nowhere uh, a couple months ago proposed uh, let's have a peacekeeping force, in, you know, in the Donbass. Um, but then it became clear that he was talking about um, just peacekeepers along the line of control between the Kiev's forces and the, the Russia-backed separatists. So that that was clearly, you know, that was cri- criticized immediately and rejected by by Ukraine because, um, and also criticized by the West because of fears that it would just sort of cement uh, the Russia Russia's and the separatist control over their territory that they that they hold now. Um, so then Putin, uh, a little later, I, I believe in talks with, with Merkel, uh, he sort of said he was ready to adjust, you know, adjust the idea or be open to open to uh, something different. So now I think and, and German officials and other officials in the West said, well, look, you know, Putin's initial uh, proposal is, is not acceptable, but um, this is something to work with. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, you know, that's what the U.S. is, is presumably doing. Um, and you know, trying to see is 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 Russia really ready to to go anywhere on this, or are they just uh, or was that proposal just a, a way to buy more time? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, after talks between uh, Volker and Ukrainian officials last week, Ukraine has now said it has a Security Council resolution ready to go. Right. Um, which is it's interesting how this is all taking on a life of its own. When Putin made these comments, and once you once you read the fine print of what he was actually talking about, it became clear what Russia was doing here. It was it was basically attempting to push its narrative that this is an internal Ukrainian affair by putting peacekeepers along the line of contact. Right. This implies this is where it's needed, and not along the Russian-Ukrainian yeah, exactly. border. Um, which, but but now, and this also, Putin appeared to he wanted it to appear he was giving in to a key Ukrainian demand: peacekeepers right. in the Donbass when he was doing nothing of the sort. Mm-hmm. But now this has taken on a life of its own, and yeah. now suddenly, now you have to wonder if Putin anticipated this. You know, what was he? Did, did, how could he not anticipate that it was going to go in this direction once he let that genie out of the bottle? Right, that's true. I mean, you see now, as you said, Putin uh, said said in Asia that he hadn't he hadn't heard of the proposal. Peskov is saying today that oh yeah, they could discuss peacekeepers. They're discussing all aspects of you know the, the Ukraine issues. So so they're trying to play that play this down now. Um, but uh, you know, it's obviously it's obviously sort of a major a major element of of, of these talks between Volker and Surkov and, and 
And uh, you do have to wonder, as you say, um, did Putin see this going in if, this direction? And if he did, you know, what, what does that mean in terms of, well, is he, does that mean he is ready to, or Russia is ready to, to accept something that would be a meaning, you know, a meaningful deployment? Um, you also, also have to remember a little bit of context here is that this is happening as the U.S. is considering sending defensive weapons, and yes, specifically true. javelins, to to Ukraine. This, of course, Congress has already authorized it. They authorized it during the Obama administration. Um, it appears that the principals um, have agreed on this. Um, it, it appears that Mattis, Tillerson... McMaster, the national security advisor, are all are all on board on this apparently, right? And it's just waiting Trump's final uh, approval now. Right. Is is the U.S. playing a clever game? Well, exactly. Here? I mean, that I mean, could be seen as as sort of a you know a, a tool for uh, for influence on on these talks and on and on Russia in general. But on the other hand, you know, Russia does have you know in, in, there is incentive for Russia to to uh, you know meet meet the West and and, and meet Ukraine and. Um, try to try to get sanctions lifted eventually. I mean, they may be inspired, or they may have some hope after um, Trump said that there were, you know, Russia is heavily sanctioned this weekend. Yeah, although that would have to get the approval of Congress, and to get the approval of Congress, you'd have to have some very meaningful progress. No, that's very yeah, that's very true. So, I mean, I, I argue on the Daily Vertical this morning that this is it's very very symbolically important where these peacekeepers are. Um, not just in terms of the effectiveness of their mission, but if they are along the line of control, that effectively validates Moscow's narrative. Right. It effectively validates it. If they're on the Russian-Ukrainian border and throughout the, the, the conflict zone of the Donbass, the occupied areas of the Donbass, then this validates the, the narrative, that which I happen to subscribe to, that this is a, Russia, is a war of aggression by Russia against Ukraine. So I think it's, it's very important to watch where this goes. Uh, I'll be interested to see the statements coming out of Belgrade today for any sign of where this is, is going forward. Absolutely. So, and on that note, I guess we can wrap it up. That's all we have time for today. You have been listening to the Power Vertical Briefing, a weekly look ahead of stories making news in Russia. We do this every Monday, so be sure to tune in. I'm Brian Whitmore, host of the Power Vertical Podcast. Joining me in the studio has been RFRL's news editor, Steve Gutterman. Join us again next week. And now, as always, I leave you with the soothing sounds of Noise MC. Noise MC.